Hey guys, some exciting news for you uh, with this week's episode. Jacob and I have decided, we talked recently, and we decided to give all of the money that we raise on Patreon to fight sex trafficking, um, specifically child trafficking. We are going to be doing some research over the next couple weeks to decide where specifically that money is going to go. But if you want to support that, go to our Patreon and all of the money that you donate will not go to us. It will go to fight sex trafficking. And we have a variety of things that you can listen to, some after shows and all of our episodes, and we will be producing more on Patreon in the future. Have you ever thought about what it takes to grow an impressive following on social media platforms like YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn? How about the effort and strategy behind turning that following into a source of income? Welcome to the Influencer Breakdown Podcast with your hosts, Dan Pinkard and Jake Potter Rivera. This is your place to hear from and learn about the people who have made it as influencers. Hey there, thank you guys for joining this week's episode of the Influencer Breakdown Podcast. I am your host, Jacob Potter-Rivera. And I am Dan Pinkard. We just want to let you guys know, uh, obviously, if you are a follower of this podcast, you saw that we, or you didn't see that we uh, didn't put out an episode <laughs> last week. I mean, you didn't hear it. Um, actually, last week, uh, where I'm from in Connecticut, there was a, part, a hurricane. Hey, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Isaias or something like that. I don't know how to pronounce that name. But the hurricane hit and knocked out the power, and um, it's actually been... It was just restored um, a couple days ago, so it was pretty much no power for about five or six days, living the nomad life. Um, so we just wanted to give that explanation. <laughs> How'd you survive? Yeah. Well, basically, it was like, go to other people's houses that have power to take showers and stuff like that. And then if you cook, you're cooking on the grill. And if you charge the phone, you're charging it in the vehicle. You know, in, your tr- like in our truck, we charge our phones. And... Uh, Sleep in the dark, <laughs> which is no different than normal. So at least sleeping felt very normal. <laughs> yeah, hey, well... You know, it's actually the second time or third time in my lifetime that the power has gone out for a long period of time at that house. But actually, the first two times it went out for 10 days each time, which was crazy. Yeah, that's a really long amount of time. Like, yeah, when I have no power for five hours, I'm struggling. Dude, if I go if there's like a power surge, I'm struggling. I'm in the middle of like a game or something (laughs) like that. And the power surges and you lose all your progress and it stinks. Oh, my. But, my Xbox restarted. Come on. Yeah, but your wife would probably tell you, just pause the game. No, it's multiplayer. You don't get it. You can't save it. I can't, you can't save, my save spot. this kind of thing. So anyway, so we, we I lost power, so we weren't able to record. There's no internet access or anything like that. We weren't able to get an episode up in time. Uh, but hopefully that uh, didn't discourage you from listening, and we're going to be back on track here. We're not going to miss any episodes ever. That's 100% guaranteed. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to remind for you guys. For the rest of our you, lives. Yeah, for for. 80 years from now, you're going to hear, uh, or not, you're going to be 100 years old, 80 years, <laughs> over 100 years old. Yeah, we're going to be 100-year-olds recording this podcast, so we're very committed to you guys as, as listeners. That's why you should go and join our Patreon, because we are so committed to the foreseeable future. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. anyways, anyways, if you've been enjoying this podcast, you can pause it right now, or you can do it even while it's playing. You can hit... Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on platforms like Spotify and Google Podcasts. You can leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you put five stars, which, by the way, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say it at all. (laughs) You can put five stars on Apple Podcasts, and that helps us get viewed by other people. It also helps so much more than you would even understand if you can take a second, hit the share button, and share this episode with somebody who you know would enjoy listening to this podcast as well. 
Yeah, and, and doing that is just really helpful to us uh, as creators. It is encouraging uh, for us, and it also just helps us to get our names out there and have more people find the, the podcast because, you know, uh, algorithms, Google, Apple, Spotify, they all have algorithms, and they will show us to more people the more that you engage with our podcast. So uh, Dan, we why really don't you appreciate take the next 45 minutes to explain what an algorithm is. Well, you see, there's a bunch of zeros and ones, and they all work together, and that's about all I know. <clears throat> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and speaking about algorithms, let's talk about TikTok, who you and I have mentioned that their algorithm is like one of the most amazing algorithms in modern technology. Um, I know that you have something interesting to bring up about TikTok, so why don't we get into that? Yeah, so uh, if, if you are online at all, you probably have heard that uh, there is a lot of conversation about the potential ban on TikTok in the United States. And so right now, uh, so in case you haven't heard about it, um, over the past few weeks, the, the United States uh, federal government, specifically President Trump and his administration, has been talking about uh, banning TikTok because of concerns about national security issues with it being a uh, company that's based in China and potentially having information being tracked about United States citizens. And so there's this conversation. And no matter what your opinions are about whether that is right or wrong, if you like TikTok, don't like TikTok, it's really important in the social media world because uh, one of the biggest platforms and the fastest growing platform, TikTok is the fastest growing social media platform right now, it is potentially going to be banned in the largest economy, uh, the country that has the largest, the most powerful economy in the world. So that's a really, really big uh, story. That's really big news in the social media world. And so uh, right now there is conversation. Uh, so there was an executive order signed that basically uh, TikTok has, I think it was one month to figure something out, whether that's selling U.S. operations or something like that, uh, so that it can't, so that it's not going to be banned in the United States. And so we're kind of in this limbo phase right now with TikTok. And so Microsoft is actually considering purchasing the United States, uh, United States, Australian, uh, and New Zealand. I, I don't know a couple, a couple countries. The TikTok operations in those countries, and. Um, Meanwhile, while Microsoft is potentially buying this this section of TikTok, there is more going on behind the scenes, um, and there is uh, TikTok is basically fighting to be able to still operate in the United States. So it's this huge, complicated mess. I don't, Jacob, you've probably heard about this, right? Yeah, I mean, in layman's terms, I think the easiest way to describe it is that Trump is afraid of China, TikTok is owned by China. And therefore, he wants to, to ban TikTok. Obviously, that's not exactly it. But I mean, if you don't know, if you haven't heard of it, I mean, that's that's the basis of it is that he doesn't, you know, President Trump doesn't like that TikTok is owned by a Chinese company that could have affiliation with the Chinese government. And they can use cookies um, that are, you know, come through the app to track user data and whatnot, which, uh, you know, just so everybody knows every single app on the App Store uses cookies to to track your data, right? Yeah. Is yeah. It, what, what's the other term for the same system, Dan? Isn't it like pixels or something like that? Well, yeah, yeah. So Facebook has its own system. It's a Facebook Pixel that in, yeah. it installs but it's on the websites same to track your of data. Cookies, but, which are yeah, you know, it puts yeah. out little bit little trackers of information, and it can sort, you know, it can determine what you know, 
it would help something like if, if TikTok wants to know, like, hey, did you just come over from Amazon? You know, Amazon has a little cookie that it puts on your device. And in a sense, it's all in code. You would never see it. But then when you open up TikTok, then TikTok can see, hey, this person was just browsing for these items on Amazon. Not necessarily see all your personal information, but there's some personal information to that. But that's, you know, when you read the terms of service and agree to those things, that's what you're agreeing to. That's why we get these apps for free, because, of course, they sell that data to advertisers. And that's how they make their money from the apps. Um, so, you know. Donald Trump is afraid of, of, or I don't even know if it's like afraid of or concerned with the national security. I yeah, think that it's just a, I think it's like a total breach of freedom in every, yeah, way, in I every way. I mean, that's just a, and I, I talked to my wife about it. I talked to some friends about it and they're just like, oh, well, TikTok might get banned in so many days. I'm like, I mean, if it's banned, there's going to be some crazy lawsuits that are going to try and, you know, um, challenge that executive order and the actual action taken behind that of banning the app or enforcing that the app has to sell to a certain company or sell its America or its servers that operate the U.S. version of the app to a U.S. company. I mean, that's that's just a breach of, of freedom of market, you know. Yeah. And there is um, I, I've done a lot of research on it and there is a lot of precedent for different kind of avenues that the government could take to uh, follow through on these threats to ban TikTok. Um, some of them are forcing app stores like uh, the Apple App Store or Google Play to remove the app from their uh, platforms. Um, but like you said, there's going to be crazy lawsuits. So even if it happens, even if, uh, if the president forces this to happen and, and signs an executive order and it is official, there's going to be so much litigation that it will be held up in courts for probably, I, w I would say probably years before it's actually decided. Because if one court rules in either direction, it'll be appealed to a higher court. And there's so many different ways that they can just delay stuff like that. So, yeah, and if you're if you're th if you're the owners of TikTok and you're making billions of dollars from the use of this app, you don't see it as an issue to have to hire a law a law firm to do years and years worth of legal battle to delay the the separation of your company or potentially halt it completely because you're making billions of dollars so TikTok is not going to see this as a negative expense they're going to be like oh well we're going to pay for this this legal battle because it's what's keeping us making these billions of dollars yeah i mean the return on investment on those lawyers is going to be astronomical so um yeah, and, and kind of going back to the other thing you were talking about, about why uh, President Trump is actually doing this, some people are actually floating ideas that it's not because of China, it's because, um, I don't know if you know about the the campaign rally that uh, apparently President Trump had a million people signing up to, to go to this rally, and only a handful of thousands uh, showed up, and people are blaming it on TikTok because there was a viral... Uh, trend going around, which was basically people signing up to go that weren't planning on going just to make it <laughs> that's look like hilarious. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> so some people are saying that that's that, why that is so great. Oh my yeah. gosh. Trump just yeah, has so. a personal personal. He wants to get revenge on TikTok. Yeah, After it all yeah, goes through, he's going to be like, what people take think. that TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so some people think it's that. Some people think it's the national security issue. Some people think it's just the trade war with China and a way to kind of attack China. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say. It's kind of like trade tariffs where you can say to this company, like, hey, you're not allowed to profit this much from U.S. users 
And, and in some way, it's trying to enforce this system that China can't make, you know, a Chinese company can't make this much money from from U.S. citizens in this way. Yeah. And right now, it's kind of interesting because there is an investigation going on right now into whether or not uh, the the owner of TikTok, which is ByteDance, I think that's the company's name, uh, ByteDance is whether or not they're sharing data from U.S. citizens with the, the Chinese government. And so there's this investigation that's going on right now, but there has has been no uh, result. There's been no conclusion, I guess, from the investigation. And so uh, to ban TikTok right now, based off of an investigation that has not complete, been completed, is a really crazy precedent for future websites, apps uh, from foreign governments. Like how much can the government just say? It's like China. China filters all of the information that their citizens can get online. And if they don't want you to know about something or they don't want you to visit a website or have an application, then they're going to ban it and you can't access it. Um, and that's a scary precedent for a country like ours. Yeah. I mean, if I, I think that you really potentially have an argument to boil this down to freedom of speech. And obviously, just canceling one outlet isn't completely... Uh, diminishing a citizen's freedom of speech. But if somebody has built up a platform that they can then move an agenda on uh, to U.S. citizens and they are and they're able to they have the right of fr to freedom of speech. I mean, this is a scenario where you could silence a lot of people that have. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who have built platforms on TikTok who you know, they don't actually have a platform elsewhere. You and I, we've talked about on this podcast, creators who have built platforms on TikTok, Charlie D'Amelio, Dixie D'Amelio, Addison Ray built huge platforms on TikTok, but have also worked on moving those platforms over to different like YouTube and Instagram and whatnot. But there are people who exist solely on TikTok and there's nothing wrong with that. And they may only have a platform on TikTok. And, and, and obviously, I don't I don't think that it, it's it's kind of a mix because obviously, you know, there's an argument for freedom of speech. There's an argument in my mind. The biggest argument is this idea of net neutrality and being able to use the Internet freely mm -hmm. as a human being. And I, I have no problem with the U.S. government coming in and saying this website is a direct threat to U.S. security. And that's why there's, you know, like the black web isn't something that's just easily accessible, something like that or the dark web. I mean, um, but then you have, you know, companies like pirate bay if you've ever ever pirated anything you probably know what pirate bay is well pirate bay can't just it's not as simple as just shutting down this website because a website isn't it's not like it's not like a website is a physical company like a company owns tiktok but the servers where tiktok exists on the servers that host it it's not like it solely exists on in that one location and just remove it like unplugging that location deletes the app from existence you know yeah like there there are probably backs up backups on so many servers around the world exactly and and i've seen two scenarios i've seen you know a scenario where mega upload which was a swedish i believe owned company by uh you know super famous uh internet criminal kim.com and just basically known as one of the biggest openly accessible torrenting websites for pirating and stealing, you know, copyrighted uh, material. And Mega Upload was shut down by their government, you know, but that that wasn't the U.S. government did not shut down Mega Upload. The, I think it was the Swedish government. I'm not sure if that's 100 percent correct, but whatever government the company actually resided in shut down the use of that of that site worldwide. That's a lot different than a company like 
um, Pirate Bay, which is constantly moving its servers and has backups and unlimited locations and has certain has data farms that are just I mean, it's so many different things that like if if a website isn't tied to a single person or a single place, it's it's not that easy to shut down. So TikTok, it's like, OK, there might be one company who makes ad revenue from TikTok, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the complete use of TikTok is controlled by that company. And there's going to be ways around that. And I mean, there's so many scenarios you could paint, but just forcing a company, unless it's like, I know that we have US laws like monopoly laws and stuff like that, but obviously TikTok doesn't qualify for any of those. So just forcing a company to sell to a US company simply because you don't like that that company is collecting your data. It's like, unless there's definitive proof, it was just what you were talking about yeah. earlier with this this whole investigation not even being finished, unless there's definitive proof that it's a national breach of security, like it's a total breach of of um, of the u.s citizens rights and of freedom yeah. of market for the cunt for the world to to just say hey because it's totally different if the solution was hey uh you need to shut down tiktok completely but to say sell your portion of tiktok what if the company was owned 50 50 by a u.s company and by a chinese company but there were still allegations that the chinese half of the company was or was selling to Chinese government or we assume that like Microsoft you don't think Microsoft has deeply rooted ties in China it's like and not, I'm not trying to call out Microsoft specifically but as so many US companies including our president Trump has so have so many deeply rooted ties in China it's like just because a company its home base is in China doesn't make it stand out compared to any other company in the world yeah. that's operating a huge portion of their business in China you know and it doesn't make it a national threat to security yeah, it is. The whole situation is is really crazy. And um, I, kind of drawing an analogy to something that's more relatable, talking about freedom of speech. Think about like back when when radios were really the only access, like you had newspapers and radios. That was how you communicate, like the freedom of press, let's just say the freedom of press was like newspapers, radios to actually share news with people. Um, what if the United States government was to say that uh radios were going to be banned because for for some reason your your location could be shared through your the radio waves and uh somehow other governments could access your information and so like shut down <laughs> yeah yeah exactly but just think about that for a second about the idea of the united states government shutting down a platform of sharing media of sharing news of sharing uh basically expressing your voice because yeah, that's what TikTok is. It's a media platform, just like exactly. any other media platform. And so that is such a, uh, I don't know, to me, it's such a scary precedent for, for our government to do that. And I don't know what's gonna, how it's going to play out because, um, like we said, there's going to be a ton of litigation. And our, our country is not, it's not a dictatorship. There are checks and balances, which is why we have a judi judicial system to fight those things out. And the judicial system bases decisions off of rule of law and what those checks and balances are and whether or not decisions like that actually fall in line with the United States law. So uh, we do have, I personally, I think our constitution has been uh, undermined a lot over the past few decades. And so who knows what what will actually happen, but uh, we do have some checks and balances. Yeah. I, at the end of the day, I really don't think that it's going to be possible. I think that you can sign something that President Trump can sign something that is going to to the world, let everybody know his stance on the matter. But I don't think that there's going to be a scenario where the president, because of allegations 
And because of the concept of a company tracking user data, which is a totally normal, acceptable thing, and it's disclosed on, upon the use of TikTok, uh, because of the, the the concept of a company tracking user data, be just being you know their home station being in a different country that that I don't even know because isn't China supposed to have some sort of good terms with? I don't even know what like what is the worst thing that happens? I don't know. Maybe they assume that China is feeding this information to the North Korean government and for some reason they're I don't know. I mean, TikTok has already been banned off of the use of any federal or like state government phone usage or something like that. I have a buddy who's in the military and I was asking him like, "Hey, are you not allowed to use TikTok anymore? Is that how that works?" He says, "No, you're just not allowed to use TikTok on your work device." And that's how that works. So, oh, that you know, makes so much sense. Yeah, so it's already banned from any any federal agents or employees work device so that there's no potential breach of data there. But I mean, other than that, I, I don't understand. You know, yeah, and that's the thing. Why does what, it matter? What if... they're trying to win in this? Yeah, why does it matter if the Chinese government has access to information that the average American uh, doesn't care doesn't care about sharing? Because any time that you have information on your phone, you are sharing it with so many different companies. Um, yeah. So why and does it matter? If, if uh, China has access to the average citizen's information, it is not a, a breach of national security for that to happen. Only federal or, or anyone who has, has access to classified information, then it makes sense. Even if there's just a slight concern that TikTok is uh, a national security threat, don't let them have it on their phones. But for the average American... It's a breach of our rights. Yeah, that's it's my, my new information too. It, it's a breach in my mind. It's a breach of our rights, and it's a breach of global rights to to free market. And that's a big thing. Like you can't force a company to just sell. I mean, I with the whole monopoly thing, I already have issues with that. You know, I, I remember like the T-Mobile Sprint merger was stopped for so long. The AT and T there was supposed to be an AT and T T-Mobile merger way long before there was supposed to be a T-Mobile Sprint merger. The T-Mobile Sprint merger was stopped so long ago, and it's like. Listen, the government, the government being able to say that this is what's right and this is what's wrong with these markets, but you know, for them to say like, "Hey, TikTok, you need to sell at least your U.S. operations to a U.S.-based company," it's like it's totally misleading in everything. I mean, it's definitely a political move. I I don't doubt that you know whoever would be in charge. I'm not saying specifically President Trump because any president who would do this kind of thing would then take those numbers and say, "Hey, we brought this many jobs to the country by banning this yeah. app from from being run in China." But it's like, okay, you don't think that, you know, like if Microsoft opens customer support for TikTok, if they buy TikTok, you know, in theory, and they open customer support, you think that's creating US jobs? No. I mean, Microsoft has so many is based so largely around the world. Same with Google, same with Facebook. Yeah, there'd be a lot of any, outsourcing. Any company that could possibly buy TikTok isn't going to be a solely U.S.-based company. And, it, mm -hmm. you know, is that, is that a threat to national security? Of course not. And we've never said that it is before. We shouldn't start saying that it is now. That's totally ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and... and um, there are a lot of different factors that are at play here. Just kind of like moving on from from the our opinions on the whole TikTok banning thing. Um, there's actually a lot of other interesting things that are happening or surrounding TikTok. One of them is anyone who's on Instagram probably knows about Instagram Reels. So uh, Facebook owns Instagram, obviously, and uh, Instagram has just launched a basically an exact clone of TikTok. It's, it's kind of a clone that looks a little bit cleaner, honestly, in my opinion. Um, but it's just a part of the Instagram app. And so um, you can see that 
Facebook is trying to take advantage of this situation. Like all the uncertainty around TikTok, they're saying, hey, start posting your videos over here instead on Instagram, on Instagram Reels. And uh, we're, trying to, we're trying to steal uh, people who are typically on TikTok and get them onto Instagram because of all the uncertainty. So there's that. And there are a lot of reports right now that Facebook is offering very, very um, large amounts of money to TikTok creators to either post their videos first on Instagram Reels before on TikTok or to exclusively post on Instagram Reels. Um, so that's kind of a, a crazy little move by Facebook. Yeah, that is, um, I mean, I got to say, it's not something that surprises me that much because if you have any understanding of the history of Instagram and Facebook's ownership of Instagram, they're pretty much notorious for just being a copycat stealing app. And it's not, I mean, it's a funny thing because we sit there and we say like, oh, that's a horrible thing to just steal somebody else's concept. But then you look at Instagram, you're like, wow, Instagram really pioneered this, this thing. So for instance, here's a couple examples. So when Vine was super popular, Instagram introduced videos and they add, they was, I I remember it was originally that you could put four, uh, 15 second videos on Instagram. And, and of course everybody was like, wow, that's just as try and steal a little bit of Vine's, you know. Uh, limelight and all of this and then um, snapchat introduced the story feature and they really invented that and then instagram i mean they it was like a a one-to-one copy of stories and they that one was ridiculous yeah that i remember that's probably the biggest offense is that it was just like here's instagram stories just like low-key pretending that snapchat stories didn't exist and wasn't a completely new thing that snapchat created yeah i I think that's about the same level as instagram reels right now yeah and then of course you look at you know oh instagram goes after youtube with igtv which it you know a couple years Mm -hmm. ago put out igtv it was not only its own app but it was also integrated integrated into youtube they introduced a creator monetization program and they were doing the same thing where they were trying to sign big deals with creators to do exclusive webcasts and whatnot on igtv or become exclusive to igtv now we know that igtv really didn't pick up that well it still exists and it's definitely a good way to have long form video on instagram without bogging down the entire app with long form video but I mean, Instagram stories blew up, so I don't see any mm-hmm. issue with Instagram continuing. And I also think that they stole the DM system from Twitter as well, because I think if I can remember correctly, when the app was first gro- like growing big, there was no DM system. So, huh. I mean, yeah, so like Instagram is just ha hodgepodge because originally Instagram was simply just sharing photos and liking photos. I mean, it was so simple and it was just like yeah. a hodgepodge. Uh, now it's just a hodgepodge of other apps ideas done well i mean to be fair it's not like they don't refine the ideas you know you say reels is oh, like yeah. a cleaner yeah. version of tiktok it's not like that i mean the stories is a real they do it really well i mean out of all the apps that do stories i think that instagram does them the best and now when you think of stories if i tell you oh go look at this person's story today the first thing that you're going to think about is oh i'm going to open up instagram because instagram stories you know mm-hmm. so is it wrong for them to do the real thing? No. May, will it catch on? I don't know because it surprised me with the stories. I was actually really surprised that Instagram stories picked up. So, But then I was also – I was someone who thought that IGTV was going to pick up really quickly, and it totally flopped. So yeah. it could well, really it, go 50-50. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I said, it's basically an exact clone. And that's the thing is um, I, I think that Instagram could potentially undermine TikTok because of how – how uh, just exactly similar it is. Like literally every, it just feels like you're scrolling through TikTok almost when you're on reels. 
Um, and, and so when I, I wasn't really, I wasn't using it, but my wife was showing me and I almost forgot that we were on Instagram. And then she just kind of switched to the other tab on Instagram. And I was like, oh, wait, yeah, this isn't TikTok. So I think it could be successful in stealing uh, people from TikTok and kind of undermining that platform, especially with the uncertainty. Because I can say my wife and I have been growing up uh, following on TikTok over the past few weeks. And over the past week or so, we've been talking about posting our content on Instagram Reels as well, because we don't know what's going to happen with TikTok. And I'm sure... I am sure that so many TikTok creators are thinking the exact same thing. So yeah, because TikTok could, could have just been a hot burning app that dies quickly, you know, just yeah. like Vine. But Vine wasn't predictable. At least there's an opportunity to predict the t- the potential downfall of TikTok, and it might be time in some people's mind to jump ship before you lose everything. Exactly. And so, kind of to make it even a little bit more complicated. TikTok, one thing that I think is interesting, I keep getting ads as a business owner from TikTok about advertising on TikTok and, and doing promote uh, promotions, paid advertisements, just like Facebook ads, but on TikTok. And so they are funneling, funneling a lot of money. Like every single day, multiple times a day, I get ads about advertising on TikTok. And um, so they're pouring a lot of money into trying to get people to advertise. So they obviously still see a lot of potential in the U.S. market for advertisers on TikTok. So that's one thing that's interesting. Another thing is I mentioned that Facebook is offering large sums of money to uh, TikTok creators to try to steal them from TikTok. TikTok also just created what, what? What was the fund called? It's the I think it's just called like the Creator Fund, and it's like two billion dollars. Yeah, that they pledged for next year, twenty twenty one, to be dispersing to creators for you know the ability to create more. Yeah, so so TikTok and Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, uh, they they are kind of competing here to try to get people to create on their platforms, whether it's advertisers or just content creators. How much money can we pour into to getting these people to stay on our platform or to steal them from from their platform? And yeah. so there's this there's this big fight there that it, to me it's just really interesting, and and I hope TikTok keeps going because my wife and I have been getting a lot of success on TikTok, but. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out. Semi TikTok famous over there. Um, yeah, I mean, I got a few I, thousand. I, I'm a super big fan of TikTok. I, th- I mean, I think it's actually one of like the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing app of all time. I mean, I think they hit over like 1.5 billion users a few weeks ago, which is just, I insane. think it's up to 2 billion now. There you go. So that just shows how fast it grows. But, uh, I mean, each app has its pros and cons. For instance, you know, um, uh, Instagram doesn't offer like a built-in monetization. Like they don't offer a system like AdSense where they'll pay their creators, but they do offer incredibly well-integrated ad systems for creators. So like, you know, when I go through, when I scroll through Instagram, that whole idea of like, if somebody posts a, a, a sponsored photo wearing a certain outfit, they can link each item of the outfit or having swipe up in stories that links to certain websites and whatnot. I think that that's wonderful. That's something that's so unique to Instagram that TikTok isn't offering. But one thing that I really appreciate about TikTok and how they make money is that when I'm scrolling through TikTok, often I can't even tell, and my wife will make fun of me, but often I can't even tell if I'm watching an ad. And I think Mm -hmm. that that to me 
isn't because here's the biggest thing about advertisement is that you you lose all value when people hit the skip the ad button or when people just scroll right past it when they don't actually take the second to be educated about the product then the whole value of the ad is lost but on tiktok if it's a 15 20 second video and without even realizing it i watch the entire thing not realizing it's an ad even if I don't care for the product, I'm educated about it. They got what they wanted out of that, which was to educate me about their product. So, you know, for me, it's like, I think that TikTok has something super unique about that to offer. And when you're, when you're yeah. pairing that with, with some, if they can up some of their creator tools to start paying creators, because that's where they downfall is that they don't pay creators. So creator currently they don't. So they, so creators have to go out of their way to seek out brand deals and then they don't have a way to integrate that really well into their app, which Instagram's like, hey, you have to seek out your own brand deals, but we'll help you integrate that really well into our app and into our user yeah. interface. So just there's kind some of balance like, there, but it's really cool to just see that at least there's some competition to TikTok to encourage some growth. And hopefully the app sticks around because I, I mean, I'm a huge supporter of, of competition among social media, amongst all all marketplace, but uh, you know, social media specifically, I'm a huge you know, I love competition. I mean, something like YouTube, if YouTube had general comp, like genuine competition against it, not like small companies like Vimeo or IGTV, if it had genuine competition, it would actually be pressed to allow creators to earn more money and to make the, make the interface of YouTube for creators more intuitive, you know, but right now it's an algorithm to, yeah, and and an algorithm algorithm to help new creators. So which Instagram, which TikTok's algorithm is amazing because guess what? I have six followers on my TikTok and I do post TikToks. (laughs) You can follow me. I don't even know what my TikTok handle is. I can I can check it real quick. But I have six followers on my TikTok. And the thing that 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 I think is amazing is that on with my six followers, I can still get 300 something views per video. 320 for my last Mm -hmm. videos. JIPR underscore is my TikTok. And I still am getting like a few hundred and I'm like, dang, the algorithm pushes my video out to 300 something people before it determines that it's not going to catch fire. I appreciate that. 50 times, 50 times your, your following is how many you have. Oh, it's it's how many, it's how many it throws it out. Yeah. Yeah. Or more than that. Right. Cause 50 times three or is it? Yeah. So 50 times my following is what TikTok is pushing my video out to before it deems that my video is not going to be a success and be worthwhile to pushing to everybody else. YouTube, I mean, anybody who's put out a YouTube video, you know, I mean, you get two or three views, you're happy, you know, from yeah, non-subscribers. You, Seriously, yeah, because YouTube you is You might like, get a 50th you, of your following to view yeah, your video. A lot of people say like with YouTube, you have like one hour before your video is going to be a complete failure if it doesn't pick up, if it doesn't start trending mm-hmm. in one within one hour of posting it. So it's like so important about like when you post and the tags you put on are so important in the first place. With TikTok, it's like a video from three weeks ago can just start catching trending right, right yeah. randomly. I was about to say up. that. Yeah, we, we have. So we had one video that uh, Laura was posting some videos of like our dogs being cute, like rolling over, shaking, stuff like that. They were Aww, cute, whatever. So cute. Um, some of them were kind of funny. But then we started doing some of our photography work and they were doing even better, like because people wanted to see uh, the stuff that we're known for. And then we had one that did really well and it it kind of blew up overnight and we had posted it a few weeks before. So then we got a lot of followers. It kind of died down a little bit. Then a couple of weeks later, it blew up even more, like even bigger than the first time. And it's done that a couple of times where after it dies down a couple of weeks later, it blows up again. And that's what's really, really cool about TikTok compared to 
And, and I don't know how it's going to play out yet, but compared to things like Instagram, I don't know how it's going to play out with Instagram Reels if, they're, if they uh, will have an algorithm that works well for new creators. And I think that might be the key factor in whether or not they're successful in undermining TikTok because the algorithm is the thing that makes TikTok work so well. Yeah, I was literally so close to tell, like mentioning just a second ago that the algorithm with TikTok is so unique. And as I, I, you know, anybody who knows me knows that like the big platform that I really love watching is YouTube. I, I could watch hours of YouTube a day. But let me tell you something. If you want to find new content on YouTube, you, you better just start searching because that's mm -hmm. how you're going to find a new creator to really be obsessed with on YouTube. You know, you're not, it's not going to be in your, something different. It's not going to be in your recommended page. Maybe something slightly just off tilt from what you normally watch, but most of the stuff that is on your recommended page is, has to do with what you've been watching the most for the last couple of weeks, which some people would argue, Oh, that's okay. I want to watch the people that I know, but then other people will argue like, Oh, well that makes the app or the, the, the platform boring and, and mundane. Let me tell you something about TikTok. There's been this whole theory for so many years, and you and I have talked about this, about how watch time, obviously we know watch time on sites is most important to the to these platforms. YouTube wants to know mm -hmm. that the videos that they're putting out are keeping you on the site for hours. Netflix wants to know that you're continuing to binge watch every single show for hours and hours and hours. Hulu wants to know the same thing. Facebook wants to know the same thing. That's why apps don't let you leave their app even when you click a link. They bring you to their own internal web browser, right? We know that that's how apps, that's, that's one of the biggest metrics that apps aim for is high watch time and high user. Every time that a user signs on, they stay on for multiple hours, right? And YouTube has been doing it and everybody's been doing it in this way where they're like, here's what you need to do. You need to recommend something similar to what they search for. TikTok is like, bruh, throw anything at this person and they'll stay yeah. on. And it's like, well, yeah. it's so different because if you actually watch TikTok and you're somebody who avidly scrolls through, you get to a point where your For You page where every third or fourth video is one that hasn't even caught on yet and it's got like two or three likes and it's something totally new and you either love it or hate it, but it doesn't make you leave the app because it's only a 15, 20 second video. You're not going to completely leave. So, but it's a totally yes. new concept that is awesome and it makes it so every single time I get onto TikTok... Sometimes I go and I find those old people that I haven't seen in a bit, but I laughed at one of their one of their TikToks from a month ago and I'm friggin', you know, cracking, you know, going going off about something that that they posted recently. And other times it's somebody completely new who I'm like, man, I just want to go and watch through all their TikToks now. You know, it's so unique. What you said a second ago about how because it's only like a 15 second, 20 second video, whatever, it it works so well because, and it goes same thing for advertising. When you talked about how you'll watch you'll watch through an entire ad before realizing, oh, that was an ad. Um, it works really well on a platform like TikTok because you are not going to be scared away from the platform just because you see one thing you don't like. Exactly. Um, and and so, but but at the same time, TikTok does have a really good algorithm that shows you things similar to what you've been watching. Yeah, but I don't kind of in a different way. That. Yeah, it, exactly. it's kind of different though. So YouTube, what I've seen is that if I watch, let's just say there's a photographer, Peter McKinnon, uh, the guy that goes, what's up, up guys? guys? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Peter McKinnon, if I watch one of his videos, it will recommend uh, something. It, it'll, it'll recommend his uh, content. Or there's another guy, Chris Howe, who he does videos a lot with. Peter McKinnon and Chris Howe do videos together. Um, people who are very similar, but very, very big accounts. Uh, what TikTok does is let's just say you watch you watch a couple of videos or you like a video, comment on a video about something political. 
uh, and whatever your political view is, you engage with this post or this video, uh, it will start showing you other videos that other people who engaged with that also engaged with. So if if all of the other people who liked that video also are liking videos from another account, it'll show you videos from that account and it starts giving you new creators that you've never heard of before and some of them that barely have any followers. Um, so it still does the same thing where it shows you content that you've already been interested in and you've already been watching, but it does it so much better. It's not just showing you the biggest accounts in that uh, kind of niche, you know? It's not just like, oh, Peter McKinnon, Chris Howe, all the big names, we're gonna throw those at you because we know you're interested in this stuff right now. Um, it, it gives you big names, it gives you small names, it gives you people that literally nobody has heard of before. And yeah. it's just such a unique algorithm. And that doesn't mean that they don't support their big creators because obviously like there's a balance. You need to support your big creators because they're the ones who make people come to your platform in the first place. And, and you know, like TikTok, I, I've recognized that if you hit a sound on TikTok, like you're liking, you know, and then you hit the sound because you like the TikTok that you watch and you want to see more like it, the top TikToks there are going to be usually of the big verified creators, right? And that's something that I think is really cool is that there is a way to see what the big creators are making without mm -hmm. it being on your for you page or without following them but you but also it's so unique because on TikTok it's like it's so com I mean yeah there's so many creators with like 10 20 30 million followers on TikTok but then it's so common to just see the average person with like 30,000, 20,000, 10,000, which is like on YouTube, those are like hard, hard, hard numbers to reach. Even though on YouTube, honestly, 30,000 followers is almost like meaningless or subscribers on YouTube is almost like meaningless. It's sad, right? Yeah. Like you can't do much with 30,000 subscribers on YouTube, but on and TikTok, just like the average person who just posts once a week, funny little videos, no good editing, stuff like that, just uses the sound appropriately, has 60,000 TikTok followers just for fun, yeah. you know, just because yeah. of the fun of it, you know? It's almost more meaningful for, to have that many followers on TikTok. It's almost more meaningful and easier to get to. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they just, they, and it seems, it, what it seems to me, and I know it's not true, and I know that there's so many users on YouTube, there's so many users on Instagram and Facebook and all these social media platforms, but what it seems to me is like, man, TikTok has like the most active user base and it's like, it has like an unlimited supply of new users. It's unbelievable right now how mm -hmm. it feels as somebody who watches TikToks and occasionally creates them. Yeah, well, because we talked about this in a past episode. I, um, I don't remember which one it might have been the it might have been our first episode I don't know but uh there's such a low barrier to entry to start creating on TikTok yeah and that definitely was it, our Charlie D'Amelio episode which was our first episode okay yeah yeah so it is so easy for somebody just anyone with an iPhone or or an Android if you're one of those people I guess poor poor <laughs> poor people that's so sad <laughs> some guy comes up with like a two thousand dollar Galaxy Note twenty and and I just call oh, them poor oh you can't afford an iPhone <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like oh I have an I have an iPhone five you can't afford an iPhone bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how it feels though it honestly is how it feels yeah <laughs> it's um, so true <laughs> but anyone with a smartphone anyone with just a, a basic camera can just start making you literally just have to film yourself saying something or or not even saying it no, you could literally just be nodding yeah you could yeah, be exactly. nodding and smiling at the camera and put text on the screen it doesn't even have to you be you could go viral 
doesn't even have to be it's you. Like, you could like yeah. record like a cup of water vibrating to a noise correctly, and it'll or, just blow. Or up. like a text message. You could just record a like, yeah. text, text message, and yeah, it, it's also it is the, crazy how low the, the barrier creativity, is. The creativity on TikTok is so high right now, and that's part of the reason that the app is so mm-hmm. popular. Is like the juices are flowing. People, I mean, I find the funniest content that I would never find on YouTube, especially because YouTube videos, it's like it's got to be like five or six minutes long minimum to to gain any kind of traction it's like the creativity the barrier to entry it's so much higher we've said that before you know but but it would be sad to see tiktok go it would be sad to it would it would be sad to see tiktok go obviously it wouldn't be as sad to see them be have to be sold to a u.s company but i think just personally it would be sad to see them sold to a u.s company if they don't want to because if that's not yeah. what they want to do the, the people who built the app who poured their blood sweat and tears to get i mean people forget like you look at snapchat you're like oh snapchat's a multi-billion dollar company actually you know what here's a here's a something the other day i saw somebody talk about how jeff bezos is like one of the scummiest people in the world because he underpays his employees which by the way he pays over double the national minimum wage to all of his employees <laughs> but he underpays his employees blah 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 if he took a tenth of his wealth and gave it to all and diverged and put it amongst all his employees then they would all be able to live much more comfortably and a tenth of his wealth there's 180,000 or no it was like 480,000 um employees for Amazon in a tenth of his wealth it came out to like $22,000 per person they would get just from a tenth of his wealth to be fair that is incredible the man is super rich but what people mm-hmm. forget is like Jeff Bezos was the guy who had a crazy idea and went counterculture and was and was eating stinking ramen noodles out of his garage trying to start this crazy book selling company called Amazon when the internet was just incepted and like he was the guy who suffered through all of that to build all of this not saying that he needs that much money but i'm not saying that he doesn't didn't earn it you know people are saying yeah. they're saying oh he never it's because you see who jeff bezos is now but you weren't one of his close relatives calling him crazy when he was giving up everything to sell a book cuz that's what amazon started as a book selling company an online book selling company when he was starting that you know i mean if there's any there's nothing worse to ship in the world than a book you know, think of that, you know, like so. So but that's just like one of those things. It's like people look at TikTok. They're like, oh, that company's worth so much money. Those Chinese those Chinese owners can just sell it off really quickly and make a quick buck out of it. But it's like, no, I mean, they built that app. They built that company from the ground up. They and to be fair, TikTok did purchase musically, but yeah, musically, <laughs> but but to be fair, I mean, they built the they built the company that is 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 what it is right now. You know, and for somebody, for some foreign government to come in and say, hey, you need to give up all of your success simply because you exist in a certain country that's not ours. I mean, I don't I just think that that's a sad thing. It's a sad hit to the global world of creativity that, you know, when that day comes, if it does, which I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, most people don't. I, honestly, I, I my opinion probably most people don't agree with like don't really care that much as much as you do about that because most people just care about what's what's affecting them and not what's affecting people in another country. So most people would just be like, well, if we have it in the United States, that's all I care about. But and I agree you know, with you. I yeah. I think like we talk about freedom in the United States, like we we care about our freedom. We care about our freedom of speech. We care about our freedom of religion, things like that. But it's also important to care about other people in other countries' freedoms. So somebody, a company that develops this great app and, and has all of this success in another country, I care about that too. You know, I want them to still be able to, I don't want my country to, to kind of squash their 
their success, just like I don't want them to squash a company in the United States' success. You know? Yeah, and you couldn't it's just even, morally you couldn't wrong. Even make, yeah, you couldn't even make the argument that that you know, oh, the U.S. government is it's not a problem because TikTok's going to be able to sell for a super high number. It's like no, because if they're forced to sell in thirty days. Companies aren't highballing them, aren't giving them a crazy astronomical number at that point. You know, they're lowballing mm-hmm. them because they're like, hey, you got to sell no matter what. So we're going to yeah. try and get you for as cheap as we can. That's so sad to me, you know, and I know you don't care about it because it's not a U.S. citizen, blah, 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 blah. But when you when you break it down, it's like, well, who's to say it couldn't be a U.S. company next? You know, mm-hmm. and we would be we would be astounded, like astonished or astounded, astonished, I don't know the word, but we would be appalled. There we go. Appalled. If a different outside country tried to do this to a U.S. company that was successful in that country, you know, if if, you know, uh, let's say I'm sure that Amazon has really big, a really big market in in Europe. And let's say or I know Uber, Uber has a huge or Airbnb. Actually, that's even a better one because I've stayed in Airbnb in Europe and Airbnb has a huge market in Europe. And if somebody came in and tried to force Airbnb to sell their European branch or whatever the portion of their company simply because of quote-unquote national security that was unproven that's the big part it's unproven it would we would we as u.s citizens would be like that's astounding or that's that's appalling for you to do that like why would you ever there's no you know boycott airbnb blah 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 you know but it's or not not boycott airbnb but like boycott europe or something i don't (laughs) know how do you boycott europe you know boycott an entire continent seriously you know but yeah and and it even more so because the United States is the biggest economy in the world, you know? Exactly. We're squashing yeah. the American dream for people who aren't even Americans. It's sad. Um, yeah, that's really all that we have time for today. We've we definitely talked a lot about this TikTok thing, but I think that those were some pretty interesting things to bring up. Um, obviously, you know, we hope that the app continues to grow. I, I personally love watching TikTok, so I think it's refreshing to see a new app. I think it's great competition. It's allowing other companies like Instagram to try and innovate in ways that they probably wouldn't have otherwise. So we like seeing that kind of marketplace here in the US. Yeah. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we should start a TikTok for the podcast. Yeah. The TIBP VIP TikTok. And uh, basically what we'll do is I could just post little scrubs of, of my recording bar every single time. Yeah. We'll, I don't know, we'll just maybe. it'll literally just we're 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 gonna start a TikTok and it's literally just gonna be a time lapse of Jacob's face while he's recording. Yeah, not move. Yeah, every episode we're gonna do a time lapse of his face. Oh man, no audio. Little do they know I'm recording in my birthday suit. <laughs> the, the camera will be pointed up. You, oh, you, okay. you won't see anything else. It'll be a POV camera. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Okay. Well. We are super glad that you guys listened to this episode. Uh, We're excited to release another one next Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So uh, make sure you hit that subscribe, follow button, whatever platform you're on. Give us a rating. Share it with your friends. We will be back next week. See ya.